Hey there. We wanted to come here and say thank you for working with us, giving and believing in this ministry in 2022. We trust that with faith, 2023 is going to be the best year of our lives yet. We trust and believe God for what is yet to come. Thank you for 2022. See you in 2023. Come on now. Hey, come on, give God a big praise. In the building today, give God a big praise wherever it is you're listening from. Come on, let's give God a big praise because He is great and He is worthy of our praise. Amen and amen, church. Um, okay, so this is what happened. Um, this morning, I, I, I just kind of like opened my Bible app and I saw something in my Bible app and, and I am so, in fact, I, it, it lifted my spirit. And so we're going to read this together, right? The, the Bible, uh, Bible app verse of the day. Right, it's, I think it's from the book of Psalms. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember what Psalms exactly. So just take us there, right? Because I want us to read it together. If you have Bible app, if you version Bible app, you're doing good. If you don't, if you if you don't have it, screw you. Um, <laughs> now just kidding. Get get about get uh, the new version Bible app. Make the Line Church your church on the app. You just search for the Line Church. You say make us your make us your church on the app. All right, now look at what look at what it says in Psalm 47 verse one. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It says, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Come on, would you just let God know that there's some people of faith right now in the world who are going to shout to Him regardless of the storm, who are going to shout to Him regardless of the, the, the heartbreak, who are going to shout to Him regardless of all that's happened, all that's happening, all that might happen. Come on, let's lift our shout of praise. Let's lift our shout of joy up to God Almighty. Come on, come on, go on, go on, go on. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. You can't stop now. Come on. Like you got like five more seconds, five more seconds to bless the name of the Almighty One, the All Powerful One. Let's bless His name. Bible, like it says, His praise shall continually be on my lips. Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord Almighty. God, you are greatly to be praised. You are good. You are God, and we appreciate your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. May the name of the beautiful one be praised. Amen. Oh, I feel God's presence all over this room right now. Bible says He, he rides on the praises of His people. And so where we praise God, He steps in. Come on now. Where we praise God, He shows up. Where we praise God, He proves to us that He is God like there and He is good regardless of all that may be happening to us. He is good. He is God Almighty. Let's just bless the Lord right now. Oh, Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Karadiyash. Father, we exalt your mighty name. We say thank you, Jesus, for you are God and you are good regardless of what is not and who is not and who left us and who disappointed us and what's not working and what didn't happen and what didn't come and stuff that did come that didn't want that we didn't want to come and stuff that didn't come that we didn't want to come but we're happy it came and stuff that left that we didn't really want to want to leave but we are really glad it left now as we think about it and so Father God we give you all the praise and glory Jesus thank you Holy Ghost oh thank you Father God for all the things that we love that don't love us back that you're delivering us from thank you Holy Spirit Father we exalt your mighty name Thank you, Father God. It's in your name, Jesus. We have prayed. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout of praise right now. Woo! Woo yeah, God is good. Amen. Wow, guys, I am so pumped. Um, today, oh my God, today is not just any kind of Sunday. That's why I'm happy. Because today is not just any regular, regular Sunday. Guess what? Today is our faith offering Sunday. Come on now. Do I have some people with of faith just giving God a praise right now? Woo! Amen. Today is our faith offering Sunday. And I know, I know, I know. Um, there's always a tension in the air when there's a Sunday like this. Because it's the, and it's the tension between 
those who gave and those who didn't. I know you're probably sitting there right now, your booty, your, your booty's all tightened, tightened up and stuff, and you're feeling very uh, uncomfortable because now it's faith offering. People, are, your neighbor is clapping, or someone on the other end of, the, of this uh, 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 live stream is clapping, and you can't clap because you didn't give, and you feel so condemned, right? But that's not the point, right? Listen, it doesn't matter if you give. Like, God doesn't really need your money. God never really wanted your money to begin with. It's your heart, and okay, of course, he wants his church to grow, and he's going to bless his church regardless. Right? If nobody, if everybody stops giving, God will raise givers. Like He says, if this, if this people stop praising me, guess what? Even the stones rise up. People you don't expect will rise up and give God glory, even in His house. Right? And I don't. I I, I, I wanted to take the pressure off your neck, off of your shoulders, but I feel like I just added more. But for real, what I'm saying is, don't see it as bad. I mean, for the fact that you showed up in church, come on. If so long as you showed up in church today, the 11th of December, 2022, come on, give yourself a round of applause right now. You showed up. Come on, you showed up. You fought through it. You survived. You lived through it. You never let it take you to the ground. You trusted God one more time. You are trusting God one more time. You have faith one more time. You have a little strength in your bones and you're giving it to God one more time. You don't even know what to do, but you're still trusting God with what you don't know. One more time. Come on, just praise God over your life right now because He's the God of one more time miracles. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the God of one more time miracles. And so, for every person who is giving to this ministry, for those who are partnered with us in the last one year, those who have worked with us, who have given, right, tithed, I still struggle with, with the word tithed, because I don't know if it's tithed or, tithed or tithed, I don't even know, but those who just gave their tithes and offerings to this ministry, and who have been, uh, who've been this great support to this ministry, allowing God to do all this stuff. We're able to stream online because of someone's influence. We're able to, uh, um, I mean, Love Week is coming up in, in the next couple of weeks now. We, we, can, we can't do that on our own. People are actually financing this stuff, this thing. So people are actually giving to God's church. People are seeing that God's church is above themselves. People actually put God first in their finances and they're not stingy about it, right? They don't ask God back for the money they gave him. They give him and they, they give him and they forget it. And they just give to give. No, they're not giving for the good measure, press down, shaking together miracles. They're just giving because they're, they're giving out of gratitude. Even when stuff is hard, they are giving regardless. Even when they had other options, they gave regardless. I know people who actually starve themselves to give even in this faith offering, and it's not because they are giving because Pastor Emmanuel compelled us to give. No, 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 it's because they are giving from a heart that knows that if God could supply enough for me to have this little, then He can always supply enough for me afterwards. And they, and they just trusted God in their finances. So here's the what we're, here's what we're going to do, church. I want us right now to pray for those people who have actually given. Right? I know you might not have given, but it doesn't matter because someone's you're only you're getting blessed now because of someone's impact. That's what happens. Blessed people, bless people. Right? That's it. Blessed people, bless people. And those who are blessed or, 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 or who give to God, God gives to them. Good measures, press down, shaking together, and running over. So right now, wherever you are, just lift up your right hands to heaven. Just lift it up in your room, wherever you're sitting on, the, on your toilet seat or you're on the road right now. I don't know wherever it is that you are. Just lift up your right hands to heaven right now and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we pray for the God. You don't have to repeat after me, I'm sorry. Father God, we pray now, Lord, for every person who's actually given today for our faith offering. Father God, we thank you for the, out of the abundance for which you have given us, uh, unto us, we're giving back to you. Father, we just, we just want to say thank you, Jesus, because you are, it shows that you are a good God. And we thank you for even when times are not good, you remain good. And Father God, we are praying, Father God, for a good measure, pressed down, 
shake down, uh, press down, shake down, shake uh, and, and run over, Father God, that you will pour it into the ties and into the laps of these people that have that have given to you, Father God, that they will not, uh, that they will have, it, it would fill their laps so much that it will fill the entire room they are staying in right now, and it would overfill that they will have no room for it anymore. That they start calling people to come and take out of the blessing. They just start randomly calling people to come and just come and get anything you want. I have too much of it. I have too much of of joy. Come come and get any joy you want. I have too much of peace. I have too much of money. I have too much of of resources. I have too much of provision in the time of recession. Oh God, we are God is providing. We have provision in abundance. Let that be their testimony in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for everyone who has sown to this ministry to ensure that this ministry goes above and beyond. 2023. That people those those who have given above and beyond. 2023. Those who are, are just doing ridiculous things, Father God, f- to ensure that 2023 is a year of is, is indeed your year for our church and we are, we bless your name for, for them father god we ask that you would just do more than they could ever ask think or imagine in their lives father god thank you in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen come on, let's give god one more time let's give him a big round of applause right now whatever it is we are for those people he has appointed and you has blessed to be a blessing to his work amen amen Woo! i feel the presence of the holy spirit over this room um now i'm done with all the sermon intros and stuff um, are you ready for the word? Come on, are you ready for God's word? Are you ready? Act like you're ready, like you're hungry, like you're a zombie that has not had any human person to eat, and now you're about to feed on the bread of life. The one who is the bread of life himself. Um, yeah, just act like that. Act like that for me. You're not a zombie. Just act like that for me. Like you're real hungry for God's word. I can sense the hunger from here. If you're not hungry enough, I'm not preaching this word. <laughs> can I sense some hunger right now? Can I send some expectation in your spirit? Just rising up as I'm speaking to you right now. Let Pastor Man is about to give a word that God is that God has put in his heart to bless me right now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Yo! I can feel the hunger. I can feel the yeah. I can feel the hunger. I can I can feel the building. Oh, Father, we give this moment back to you, Jesus. We give this word back to you. We give our hearts back to you. And we say thank you. You are the center of everything that we do. We are, we exist to, 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 to do and to be. Father God, so we set you at the center of even this, our focus today, God. We're not trying to see Mano. We're not trying to see a cute sermon that we can end the year with. We're trying to see Jesus clearer, better, and more bright. Uh, that's, I'm brighter. And Father God, we, we, we thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. And to your son's name, Jesus, that we have prayed. Amen. So are you ready for the word? Yes, sir. Now let's go into the word. Now, if you have your Bibles with you, oh man, I'm so happy today. I don't know. And let me tell you something, guys. There's so much. To, I'm so happy today, but it's counter what we are going through because there've been there've been sufficient uh, 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 opposition in the last uh, I don't know ten hours. Um, we 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 we. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but then uh, um, we we uh, were supposed to record this service live like i don't know 10 hours ago so we can have it ready and stuff uh so we can be aired or streamed live but let me tell you something that happened right um so out of nowhere we lost the right after we finished recording we lost the recording i know bad right and then i just jumped on instagram real quick and i got i saw a post by the amazing the god himself rich wilkinson he said this for every vision for every great vision there will always be big big opposition if you've got a vision big enough, there's always going to be opposition. If, if the enemy does not think it's big enough, he will not oppose it. Whether you like it or not, if, the, if you feel something is coming for your peace right now, you feel like something is coming for your home right now, then it means that God's plan and purpose for your home and your peace is bigger than you, never, you even realize. And so when there's opposition, guess what? It means the vision is good. It means the vision is great. It means God's hands upon you big time. 
And the enemy is only coming to test you, test you if you realize just, just how true that is. The, the enemy is only coming to, re, to, to, to test you to know if you, if you realize just how big God's hand is upon your life. And so that's why he's messing around with you. He's messing with you. He wants to know, does he know? But guess what, baby girl? I know, devil. I know that God's hand is upon me. Bible says the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me to speak to the brokenhearted. I have been anointed for this moment. I know that devil and you can get, just get your hands off of me, devil. Come on, say, come on everybody say right, everybody right now say, get your hands off of me, devil. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, get your hands off of me, devil. Woo! Yeah, man, that's like two minutes of solid intro. Uh, um, all right, let's see. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, if you have your Bibles, crack them open right now. Uh, and let's go to the book of First Samuel. First Samuel it comes right after the book of Ruth. First Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel. First Samuel. That's a good name for your child, baby. First Samuel. I know you've been thinking about a baby name. That's the name. First Samuel. Don't just call him Samuel. Just call him First Samuel. <laughs> that automatically stands out. Um, yeah. First Samuel. Let's go to chapter one, and we start from verse one. Jesus, we thank you for your word. I know you're you probably even peace now that we've, we've prayed like 44 times in the beginning of just my sermon. And you're wondering, oh my God, where would this sermon end? But we're giving all glory to God. Thank you, Father God, for your word. We honor your word right now. We're standing wherever it is that we are right now. We are standing to honor your word. We're not just sitting on our, our, on our beds or whatever. We're actually standing. We're in our stand, that standing position, position to honor your word because your word has all power. Your word is great and your word is true. And we thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, breathe in your word, with your word, through your word, and speak to us. It's in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. First Samuel chapter 1, um, verse 1, it says this. There was a certain man from Ramathine, Zophite, from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of Heliu, the son of Tohu, the son of Tofu, just kidding, um, <laughs> too much concubander, um, the son of Zoph and Ephraimite. Now, he had two wives. One was called Hanner and the other Peniah. Peniah had children, children, plural. But Hanner had nada, none. Yeah, after a year, verse 3, this man went up from the, his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord, God, Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Ophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of his meat to his wife, Peninnah, portions, and to all our sons and daughters, all our sons and daughters. Wow, that's a lot. But to Hannah, he gave our double portion. Everybody say double portion. Everybody say, come, come on, say like you mean. Say like this is what you want God to give you before the end of 2022. Everybody say double portion. Yes, sir. Because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. I know this is real crazy, which is very much counterintuitive. We always assume that everything is the devil. But sometimes God closes, closes wombs too. You don't believe me? Ask Rachel, Jacob's wife. His second wife, the one who he loved most, was, was barren. God, Bible said God closed her womb. And then she said, give me a child or I die. Right? <laughs> um, I, imagine, I imagine like holding like a, preg a fruit of the womb event next year and calling it, give me a child or I die. <laughs> I don't think you come to this church anymore, if I do. Verse <laughs> um, 6. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to what? Irritate her. 
Verse 7. This went on year after year. Whenever Anna went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. That's, that's of the meat. The meat is sanctified by the priests, Eli. And so she would not eat the meat out of provocation and just depression. Her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Downtrodden in your spirit. Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Don't I mean more to you than your job? God is asking. Don't I mean more to you than that guy or that girl that jilted you and left? Don't I mean more to you? Now verse 9. Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Right? Bible says, Hannah stood up. Full stop. <laughs> now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. Verse 10, in that deep anguish, Anna prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, that is Yahweh Shaddai, if you would only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son. Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of, my, of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. It means he will be sanctified specifically for your purpose. Verse 12, and as she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Verse 13, Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk. Now for the sake of emphasis and where I'll draw my sermon out of, I want you to go back to verse 9, everybody. To go back to verse 9, we say, it says, Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Hannah stood up. Um, just, I, I want you to just raise your hands in faith right now. Just about to receive this prophecy, what the, the God laid in my spirit for us in this sermon today. The 11th of December, 2022, whatever year you're listening to this sermon. Um... Because people actually listen to our sermons, right? From like people actually listen to our sermon from 2020, just so you know. So just and so you just know that somebody's going to be listening to this sermon right now, 2025, right? And getting blessed right now, sharing this moment with you. But right? just lift your hands in faith right now. It doesn't matter where you are, God's presence transcends time and space. Lift your hands to receive this prophecy. What God said I should tell you today is this. It is time to stand up. Come on, I want you to keep your faith into that. It is time to stand up. Come on, you're not saying like you have faith. Say with me, everybody. It is time to stand up. Say with me. Say with faith, everybody. Come on, say with me. It is time to stand up. Come on, say with all your chest, with all every fiber of, 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 of life in your very being. Say it is time to stand up. It is time to stand up. It is time to shake my head at the devil and say, uh-uh, not this one this time around. It is time to shout to the devil, uh-uh, not my peace again. It is time to stand up. No more sitting on the ground. It is time to stand up. Amen. Come on, receive that with all your mind. Come on, get, let me get a big amen. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Woo. It is time to stand up. It is time to stand up. You may be sitting in God's presence. Thank you. Father God, we exalt you for your word. Be exalted. You are the center of it. So God, showcase your glory from the right, from right from the center of it. Let it affect every person at every end, wherever they are. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be sitting in God's presence. Woo, 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 woo. Man, I'm probably thinking of getting like an oxygen. Um, I'm, I'm thin. Like just, just oxygen shots. That, that uh, container, that gas, uh, whatever. 
um, against 2023 because 2023 about to be lit, lit, lit. Like, I don't care what 2022 was for you, but 2023 about to be lit, 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 lit up. Like, we about to party all the way for Jesus, and I'm going to be needing some oxygen shots in between. <laughs> all right? Crazy. Um, but I, I was thinking about this, right, a couple a couple days ago, and you know, when faith season, giving season, and um, people's testimonies, I've been getting testimonies from a couple people, and the testimonies always just blesses my heart. It always does, because it makes me, it makes me so happy that God is indeed a part of this ministry, right? It makes me just realize that, oh, God is in this house. Right, like I'm not doing this alone. I'm not just doing this because Emmanuel feels like doing it. I'm doing this because God is in this house. Amen. Um, one of the things that um 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 I say um so many times. I said I was gonna start reducing it. I'm so sorry. One of the things that really um makes um this this so exciting or, or is, is it exhilarating now? No, I don't think it, is it exhilarating. I don't know. One of the things that just makes this really yeah exhilarating for me, exciting. Sorry, um for me it was. You know, when I start hearing people's testimonies about how God has been showing up for them, you know, it's so good. How oh God, listen, man, trust God with stuff, even your finances, because He te He tests you with the little He asks from you. And if you're able to give Him that little, then He'll be able to give you the much. But well, sometimes we hoard and we hold on to the little that we have out of fear that we might run out. And guess what? You will eventually run out because you're not, you don't have the source along with you. The only source of everything is God. And so if you give back to God recklessly, don't be surprised when he gives to you recklessly also. It is a principle that even the people of, the, of, the, of darkness, people who are Gentiles, who have not come to the light of Christ Jesus, they realize this. And they give lavishly, but you are the Christian who are supposed to know God and you are the most stingy with your finances. You are the most stingy with your time. You don't give God your time. You don't give God anything. Right? And it is so crazy, right? But one thing that I have um, discovered, right? is how scary this faith journey is for me. Because I don't know if you've ever been around people who, like, have you ever been around people who have, who are doing not as much as you are doing, and they have results, and you are doing twice as much, and you don't have any results? Like, can I get any person who has witnessed in this house right now? Like, you are doing not as much, they're doing not as much as they are doing, as you are doing, and yet they have results. And that thing is so annoying. Like, I get people tell me stuff like, stuff like this. Um, well, uh, Pastor Manu, I, I gave in the faith offering, and God, guess what? Like, two days after or some days after, God just blessed me. And I'm like, wow! You know, there's so much excitement, excitement on my face. I'm like, wow, I'm so happy for them. I'm sharing the moment. Like, wow, God is good, right? But in my heart, I'm like, wait, what now? God did that for you? Like, how come God blesses all the little things you guys do and celebrates them? But I do the same thing, and it's like, yeah, Emmanuel, yeah, we're past that now. Like, why? How come he does not celebrate? How come God does not bless me every time I come to church at 7 a.m.? Like, how come he blesses the person who comes to church one time? Just that one time and they're like, oh my God, the word spoke to me. Guess what? I've been going to this same church for the last seven years, attending 6 a.m. And the word only speaks to me at the wrongest, wrongest of all times. Like, I don't know if, you're, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, you, you, okay, for example, in the business scene, right? You are, you are, in, a, you are in, a, uh, in competition with, not, 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 well, not competition, but you are sitting inside. Okay, okay, let me confess, guys. This happened to me this year. Um, so months ago, um, our church is kind of like pitched very close to another, this other church. And, um, and so every time the, uh, the um, members of the church were going to church for service, I would see them, or whenever they were leaving for service, I would see them. And it was always depressing because whenever I stood and I was just watching, it felt like every person who was leaving this church 
right on month and those who are even coming to ours for service on sunday and i'm like oh my god i'm already depressing before the service starts like before I lift up your hands and praise the lord my heart my hands my heart is already down like it's so down like and it's like oh my god it is so annoying when you, it feels like you're standing side by side with someone who doesn't even have to stress much to get the blessing and that you are doing so much and it feels like nothing you're doing is getting blessed and it makes so much sense because then i start to think of Hannah, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, our text of today. I start to think of Hannah because Hannah now is, I'm guessing Hannah is the first wife, right? And um, Elkanah, due to like, I'm guessing societal influence that existed at that time, and which exists very much now, even that, you know, if the first wife does not have children, children, is, children are always a big deal, even in the Middle East, you have to find a woman who will give you kids. Because even in, in the Hebrew uh, uh, culture even at this time they didn't really marry so many wives right except only kings or nobles and stuff like that so i'm guessing the only reason elkanah had to marry hannah who he really loved was because uh hannah didn't have kids and so i'm guessing elkanah's parents i'm just guessing this is not in the bible i'm just painting scripture here bible uh, people um and so i'm guessing elkanah's parents were like you know what you have to get um um people and so get another wife to, to bear your children right and so we got Peniah. Peniah, Bible says she had children, sons, and daughters. Like a lot of them. Probably like 10. I have no idea. She was just like baby making machine. Boom. That's there goes another child. Boom. There goes, there goes another child. And it's so annoying when you go to you are in the same circle of faith, believing for the same things. More people who and you've been there longer. People who come after you, they keep getting all the things there that they never even had to stress for. They came for one meeting and then they got the answers they desired. But you've been coming over and over and you're not getting anything. And what, you know what is so annoying? Because I understand, because honestly, I understand Hannah's frustration. Like, I don't need to be a woman to understand Hannah's frustration because I know what it feels like to desire to, car to, to carry in your hands what you have always carried in your womb. Like, not even physical womb, like something you've always carried in your heart. And a vision you've always possessed in your heart. And you wish to carry this in your hands at some point. And you're like, God, when will I get answers? Because people who are not even doing as much as I am are getting twice as much as I am. And it feels like you are in this place of utmost confusion because it feels like God is not fair. Because as I think about it, it says that every, every year, year in, year out, um, Elkanah would take his wife and kids, or his wives and kids, to um, Shiloh, right? Or Shiloh, depending on the part of the world you come from. Um, you would take take them up to Shiloh, and at Shiloh, um, they would eat. You know, they would they, they would be blessed by the, they are meant to be blessed by the priests, and they would gather together. And Shiloh is also a place where people went to if they believed they were believing God for the fruit of the womb. And so it is so ironical because now people you are going. Anna has been going to this place for several years, but Anna never had fruit of the womb. She never had a child to call hers, and it is so annoying. Because I understand Anna's frustration. Are you following me, everybody? Um, but then something caught my, my eye in the, in the text as, as I read. And, and I'd love to show you a, part of, a few of the things that caught my attention in this text. Number one, um, going back to uh, this, verse 7. It says, this went on year after year. Whenever Anna went up to the house of the Lord, her arrival provoked her, till she wept and would not eat. And 
I, I think of this thing because you know it is so and this is what I discovered to be so crazy is that you could be going to God's house for so long and and you don't get results like you could do all the right stuff for so long and still you wouldn't get any results like this is the place this is the presence of God and you know what I discovered and and this is where my actual summer starts from because Anna is going up to Shiloh right the presence of God and she's gonna get answers she's gonna get a fruit the fruit of the womb she's believing God for that's that's where that's the position she's right she's in right now right I'm trusting God I'm going up to Shiloh again this year it's another December we're going up to Shiloh right the man of the priest is gonna is gonna is gonna bless us and we're gonna eat the meat that has been blessed by the priest his sons Ophna and Phineas and we're gonna eat out of it and God's gonna walk wonders I'm going up with this faith but you know it's so crazy how even though Anna is going up to God's presence she's not going alone what do you mean, Mano? As Anna is going up to God's presence, she's also going with Peninire, who, for the sake of a pastor's joke, I call or I just kind of substitute her name for from Peninire to Penalizer. Just, I know, I know, it's very bad. I just made a whole jump. But for real, think about it. Peninire automatically becomes a voice in this scenario. It's a voice that keeps reminding Hannah of what she does not have. And do you know how real this is for, even for me, right? Every, you, and I think the biggest reason these voices have much power over us is because we let them in through the door of comparison. When we start to compare, when I start to compare what God is not doing in me with what he's doing with other people, I start to feel jealous. And it is so crazy that I can be in God's presence and yet not be present. I, you know scenarios like that? You can be in God's presence and yet be absent-minded. Like, you are, I am here in body, but my spirit, my mind, my soul is far from me. I am in God's presence and God is present. And sometimes we give churches a bad rap. It's not like God is, was, not ever, was never in the church, but you were never there. You attended all the services, you were punctual, but were you really in the service of God? Were you really in God's service or you were only attending a church service? So like the, the, we, we don't often make that delineation between oh I'm in church and oh I'm in God's presence. Because we are present in body, but sometimes our minds are so far. Like only thing you can think about is how the person next next to you has all the things that you are you're praying to God for. Like you the only thing you do in church these days is you go to church and you look at the cars of every person you all the cars you wish you had at this age and you never did. And you're there just like wow. That's the only thing you do in church. You're comparing, comparing, and comparing. And here's the thing. I said this last year. Comparison is an enemy of contentment. You will never feel satisfied with what God is doing for you or has done for you if the only thing you're doing is looking at who he's doing, who you feel like he's doing for more than he's doing for you. And Anna is going to Shiloh every year. But it's so crazy that even though she's going to Shiloh, God's presence, she's going with those voices, pen and iron. And Bible says she would, every time she went up, pen and iron provoked her to irritation. Pen and iron provoked her to irritation. What does that say to you? The only reason the enemy provokes us 
is so we can do one thing. Guess what? Stop. The only reason the devil keeps opposing you. I literally told you right before this, as I said in the sermon. I was supposed this sermon should have been should have been ready like hours ago. But the only reason the enemy provoked, because I was annoyed, if anything, I was annoyed. In fact, in fact one to go, I, was like, I was like, let me go second take. As I was going, I was like, God, I don't have enough faith for this. And I stopped it. We're not recording. I'm like, nope, I'm going to bed. Nobody should disturb me. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not recording anything anymore. Like I am. Because that's the point. That's all, that's all the enemy's big deal. The enemy knows that if he, just, if he can just get you to stop believing God. If he can just get you to stop going to church. If he can only get you to stop. And so everything the enemy is doing is so he can stop you. Because guess what? The enemy knows that in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. Whether you like it or not, whether he likes it or not, in God's presence, you will always find joy. But how come we don't always live God's presence joyful? How come we come with so many baggage and it feels like we are going back with twice as many burdens? It's not as if God was never stopped being the deliverer that he was or that he says he is. It's not as if God stopped being the provider. It's not as if God stopped being the joy giver, the peace giver, the wholeness and healing giver. It's never because he stopped. Because God, the devil can never stop God when he sets his heart to do something. The moment God says, you know what, I'm going to open doors, guess what, he's going to do it. The moment God says, guess what, I'm going to, I'm going to shut those doors, guess what, he's going to do it. The moment God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Second Thessalonians 5, tells us, verse 24 says, Faithful is he who has called you, for if he has said it, he will do it. And so God is always faithful. And the devil recognizes that. But the devil knows that if he can get you to only stop Believe it. He can stop you from receiving. How many of us have stopped receiving because we stopped believing? How many of us have paid more attention to the lies the enemy has been speaking to our ears other than believing the God who stands in, right in front of us? And I'm, look, look, at, look at it. Look at it. And this is like the anchor scripture for today's sermon, right? Because I love, I love this sermon. Remember, telling my sermon, it is time to get up. It is time to get up. Tap yourself. Say, it is time to get up. Just say under your breath. Say, it is time for you to get up. It is Emmanuel. It is time to get up. It is time to get up. Because now listen to this. Verse nine says this. Once, everybody say once. Once. Once, everybody say once. once. Come on, say boldly. Come on, say like you got like some, some get his spine. Say once, everybody. Once. once. Yeah, we we'll say it together. One, two, three. Everybody say once. Once. Good. Now that's some strength in the room. I love that. Now, we're going to say once now. We're going to move it. We're going to change it. Everybody say today. Today. Oh, Jesus. My church, my church. Say everybody say today. At the count of three, we say today. At very boldly, like, we got, like, we got, like we've got spines. Actual spines, right? And it's not just plastic wood that's sitting in nothing. One, two, three. Everybody say today. 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 Exactly. Today. When they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Comer. Hannah stood up. Full stop. You know what I love so much about that? Because <laughs> it is, you know, this is one thing that's so crazy about the Bible. We often jump past certain things. We just skip past it. Or we just rush through it. We don't understand why. If you, if you went back to, let's just, let's just do it together, right? Because, I mean, going back to verse 7. Whenever Hannah went up to ask the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept. I would not eat. Now let me give you context of that day and age. This is how Shiloh was. Now Shiloh was like a, a mega fest gathering, a mega gathering, right? But for, even though it was a mega thing, it was, it was so, every family from all over Israel were there, right? All the tribes of Judah were present. But even there and then, 
they had these little things where gathered yeah, families would go with like their own mats. So it was like, it was like, um, what's the word? Uh, 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 a picnic. It was like a picnic kind of event. But they were, it was a faith picnic, something like that. And so a family, they would pitch their own tents or, or their own mats somewhere. So it was Elkanah on this point, on this side. It was Rachel, sorry, it was Anna on this side. It was Peninaya on this side. And all her many kids. And none behind Anna. Because not, she didn't have any. And so every time they went, they went to the house of God, Anna was always seated right beside her adversary. Does it make sense? Every time they went up to Shiloh, Anna was always sitting right next to our adversary. The same voice. Remember last week's sermon? Like when the, the, the woman kept crying, please save me from my adversary. Give me justice against my adversary. And Peniliah at this point is our adversary. Penalizes, right? That's what he does. He penalizes. I'm so sorry. But like, Peniliah now, they're like laughing at my cringy jokes. But you don't get paid for it. You don't pay me for this stuff, right? So you should just, I mean, it's better than a Murphy show, which you don't even have money for, by the way. Um, <laughs> so just manage the jokes that you have, right? Um, but for real, every Sunday, when Anna went up to the presence of God, I know, I know it's not Sunday, but I said one day, today, every Sunday, every 11th of December, 2022, when, uh, I know that there's only one 11th of December, 2022, but every Sunday when Anna went up to God's presence, she was always seated right next to the very voice that kept speaking lies to her. Tell her, you were barren. You can never do anything. This is all you'll ever be. And guess what? One day. Everybody say one day. One day. Now let's make it today. Everybody say today. Today. Come on, say boldly. Say today. Today. Hannah stood up. You know what it tells me? Listen. The thank you always. I just feel the person always me so much in this room. The people that you surround yourself with when you're believing God will determine whether or not you have enough faith to believe anyway. What do you mean, Emmanuel? Um, Scott told me God just brought my heart to this this morning in the book of Leviticus. I don't know if it's Leviticus 18 or something. In the book of Leviticus, God gives some rules that the children of Israel never really had understanding of. One of the rules that God gave them was this. Do not, the moment you come in contact with a dead thing, you are unclean. So go outside of the, the camp. That's what God told them. Do, do not come in contact with any dead thing. But if you do, you are automatically unclean. Why? Because God understands the power of dead faith. The moment you get in spaces with people who have zero faith. Listen, if you keep on moving with three depressed people, guess what? You are the fourth depressed person. If you keep moving with three hopeless people, guess what? You are the fourth hopeless person, my dear. Even if you started out with faith, it would eventually die. Because iron sharpens iron. And wood only renders iron blunt. And so if you keep moving in people who have no ambition, guess what? You're the fourth ambitionless person. NFA, right? No future ambition. If you keep moving with full, three foolish people, that's that, you know that saying? You become the fourth foolish person. If you keep moving with people who are walking zombies, walking dead. They are dead on the inside and they're only empty carcasses being carried by the wind wherever they were to. Guess what? You also become just like that. And so Anna understood that the power of association was not, went beyond morals. It also affected faith. If I only walk with people who have no faith to believe, then I have no faith to believe for any of the things that God can do for me. And some of us, what, what really is stopping us from receiving is not because God is not, is not big enough to give us. It's because our faith is too small to receive. Woo! And it's not because 
It's not because God doesn't want us to have big faith. It's those who we are surrounded with. Association. Everybody say association. association. Come on, 2023, I want you to be careful. Even from right now, there's some numbers you're going to have to start deleting on your phone. Anybody who does not believe in my vision, anybody who does not believe in me cannot go with me. Guess what? Because if I, if I, if I, I'm not careful, I will start listening to their cynical voices. You know, so many, we have so many cynical Christians, and you will only listen to their cynical voices, voice of critics, and you, are, you automatically assume that they are, they are weight of experience, experience should make it easier for you. But what you're hearing is not experience, it's foolishness. And so because they have, someone somewhere is making his or her experience a lead over what God can do for you. And tells you, listen, I tried with porn, but guess what? Um, it didn't work. I just guess that's what it's meant to be. And somehow you find comfort in that misery. And you now have enough faith to believe that, hey, God can do it. God who did it for this person can do it for me. Because you're not around people who have faith. Because faith rubs off. So also, dead faith. A faith that is alive rubs off on you. Rubs off on you. But a dead faith will rub off on you also. And so God says, you're unclean. Because no unclean thing shall come unto the Lord, shall come before the Lord. Or like, who shall, who shall, if you must come before God, you must have clean hands and pure heart, right? And also, it says in the book of Hebrews, I believe, no, is it Hebrews or Acts, that whoever uh, must, I think it was Hebrews, I'm so sorry, this is crapping in my mind. But it says that whoever must approach God must first, guess what? Believe. It says that without faith, you cannot please God. You can approach God without faith. And so if you surround yourself with people who have no faith, your faith dies, and guess what? You can approach God. And so you are automatically rendered, guess what? Unclean. Woo! Do you see Leviticus and 1 Samuel just coming side by side and making sense now? I know you hated the book of Leviticus because you saw so much things here in there that you never understood. But you see how it's making sense now. It is all coming together. And Anna had to make a decision. That rather than sit here and entertain, who? Rather than sit here and entertain all the voices of negativity around me, rather than sit here and tell and entertain all the voices that tells me, oh, you can't do it. Oh, maybe God didn't really say. Did God really say? You know that's how it starts from. The enemy already knows that he cannot stop what God has started, and so he says stuff like, "Did God really say?" And the first way to dissipate someone for your faith to dissipate really quick is for doubts to creep in. Starting from you questioning what God has already spoken. Did God really say you should start that thing? Did God really say you should give? Woo! Did God really say you should give now you're starving? Now you have nothing in your kitchen. Did God really say? And you are there giving attention and entertaining all these voices. And somehow you're wondering why at the end you're like, I have no faith enough to believe. But it would just, would I just get like, can I get like 10 people who promises before God and before me right now, before their spirit, soul and body, that in come 2023, they will only surround themselves with people who have faith enough to believe. Not just people, I, I'm tired of managing people. Yeah, listen to me, hear me, hear me well and good. I am tired of managing people. If you don't have enough faith that operates at my level or have faith that supersedes my level, I can't walk with you because you don't have enough faith. You are too negative. They're always saying, I can never, I can never, I can never. No, 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 no. I don't want any more I can never people in my life. I want some people who says, oh, like Caleb, right? Who says, if God is on our side, we can go up and take the country. We can go up and claim it because God has already given it to us. And so there sits, yeah, thank you. You should clap. You should definitely clap for that. Come on, that's a good word, right? That's good preacher right now. That's good Bible, right? That's good Bible. That's good Bible. That's good Bible. But really, 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 and really, Hannah had to make a decision. Everybody say decision. decision. 
station. To not sit in the same space with our adversary. If you do not learn to stand up and possess the victory God has already given you, you will forever see yourself as a victim when God has made you a victor. Yes. And you will keep entertaining the voices that keep selling that idea to you. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? This addiction thing, you can never break free from it. Why? Oh, because you're just a junkie. You're just like that. You're, you came from a messed up background, so you can never change. And your background will always determine where you're in. Oh, really? And if you keep entertaining those voices, it will remain like that. Until you get up and say, no more, devil. You cannot sit on God's promise for me. You cannot sit on what God has already made available for me. You cannot sit on my victory. God has the victory. The Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. The victory is already mine to have and possess. But the problem with so many Christians, which, is so, which reminds me and makes me think of so many Christians who are Christians. And they have the light of Christ. And yet they sit in so much darkness every day. Who have the light of Christ and still depression is their model. Who have the light of Christ and yet they keep getting knocked down every time by this financial crisis. Who have the light of Christ but the only thing they ever do is struggle. Is it that God has no rest for his people? He does. But we don't always walk into it. Or walk in favor, walk in power, walk in blessing, walk in victory. And it's not because these things are not ours to possess. The problem is we kept sitting in the spaces where we allowed our adversary speak to us. And we are listening constantly to the voice, the voices that keep telling you, the voices that keep telling me, the voices that keep telling us that no God can do it. But first of all, devil, who are you to say what God can or can't do? Who? Who are you to tell me what my God can do? Listen, I have a God who is so big. That he, just for my sake, he can split an entire ocean. And guess what? If he does not want to do that, he can make me walk upon the water. If he doesn't want to do that, he'll make a way when there seems to be no way. Yes. I have a God who opens doors who no man can shut. Who shuts doors no man can open. Listen, I have a God who is so powerful that even the devil can stand before him. But the problem is not our God. Because like that song says, Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom and power and love. Our God is an awesome God, but it's so crazy how we might have an awesome and terrible God, yet we have strictly faith. Our faiths are so strictly, like 89-year-old faith that cannot, cannot eat meat anymore, just, can't, just, just, just milk and fish. Our faith, like this reminds me of my grandma who I love so much, I should probably call her right after this, um, just to say hello. My grandma is old. But that woman said this. I said one day, I said, Grandma, you're supposed to, at this point, you're supposed to be only be eating fish. She said, oh, yeah. When I still have teeth in my mouth, I am going to chew on this bone. Can I have some Christians who would just believe with me and stop sitting in the dust? Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing back. Sitting in the dust <laughs> as victims. And they'll get up and say, Listen, I can walk through this. Listen, guys, I keep saying this, right? Recently, I've had to walk through so many seasons in life. Even the last two months, I've walked through so many things. Like depression comes and I'm like, I, I feel it. You know when you feel like, oh my God, this is that season again. Everything's just out of place and my emotions are just saying one thing. But guess what? Will I? Because life always presents us with, everybody say that word again, a decision. A decision. Come on, say it boldly. Say a decision. A decision. Life always presents us with a decision. 
to sit in the soil, in the dust as losers, or to stand up. Now listen to this, everybody. The Holy Spirit made me understand this this morning as we're in the first take of our recording, which we never, we never hear because we lost it. Um, but if the devil, the devil, devil, get your hands off of my recording. Don't you even dare affect this recording, devil. Get your hands off of my property. Get your hands off of my peace. Get your hands off of my joy. Come on, declare right now with me. Devil, get your hands off of my joy. Get your hands off of my family. Get your hands off of my finances. Get your hands off of my 2023. Devil, get your hands off of what God has given me. Get your filthy hands, devil, off of my house. Come on now. Get your hands off. Exactly. That's probably too loud. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Get your hands off, devil. You have to like, you have to start declaring, devil, enough of, don't, you can't mess with my child, devil, Mm-mm. you can't mess with this, my peace, you can't mess with the devil, so get out, get off, devil, you can't mess with my future, thank you, you can't mess with it, you can't mess with my heart, you cannot just toy my heart in any direction, like my heart is God's to own and to have, you cannot mess with my heart, devil, mess with my emotions anyhow. My, God told me one time, God said, Emmanuel, your emotions are too expensive, don't, don't let the enemy access it anyhow. Put some price tag on that thing. Devil, you cannot access my emotions like that. You cannot make me feel whatever you want me to feel. Because guess what? This is what the Holy Spirit told me. Right? Not, not out loud. Not super out loud. Just an impression in my spirit this morning. In Genesis chapter 3, right? I'm going back all the way back. I, would, I, did, I touched Leviticus. Now I'm in Genesis, right? In Genesis chapter 3, after the fall of mankind, guess what? God cursed the serpent. Do you remember the serpent? The one who said, did God really say? So God cursed the serpent and said this. Says from now on, you shall move on your belly, and you shall bite the dust. Everybody say bite the dust. Bite the dust. Everybody say bite the dust. Bite the dust. But do you know that that curse that God placed on the serpent is still effective until today? And so you know what the trick of the enemy is. The enemy is the person who says this: If I am going down, I won't go down alone. And so the enemy knows that if only he can convince you into believing that you are dust as he is, it can get you to bite the same dust he bites every day. The devil, do you know how many losses the devil records every day? And so he wants to make you assume, oh Jesus, the enemy's only game plan is to convince the children of God into believing that they were also meant for the ground like him. The devil's biggest trick was even convincing you into believing that all you are is what happened to you. Because the devil knows that his level is always going to be biting the dust. He's always going to be beneath you. And you're supposed to trample upon snakes and serpents and scorpions. The devil knows that your, 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 the promise God has for you is to trample, to step upon, the, to crush. The Bible says that the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. The devil knows that that is your portion of position in Christ Jesus, to crush his head. And so he knows that he can't change it. And so instead he makes you try to believe that you are also like him. And he will keep bringing you to that level where the only thing you do is bite the dust. And that thing says, is in Ecclesiastes now? I can't remember. That imagine princes on foot and servants up on horses. Imagine princes walking on their foot and servants riding on horses. Let it not be for us. That the devil would sit over what we have the rights to. That the devil will keep sitting on the peace God already gave us to begin with. So guess what I have to do? What do you and I have to do? Not tomorrow. Not some random day. Today. Everybody say today. Today. I am going to get up. I'm going to get up. 
Because guess what? People, like I said, my title, my title of my sermon is the prophetic word God has given me for you today. It is time to get up. If you stay stuck in that thing, it means you're only claiming the label victim. But the devil is the only victim. He's the only one designed to bite the dust. But it's so funny how we have so many children of light biting the dust as well. Why do you think the enemy... See, the devil already knows he's going to the lake of fire. The lake, not even hell. The lake of fire that God personally designed. I mean, God designs punishment for the devil. Like, God, the, the devil knows God has already designed the lake of fire with him, for him. And so, what, you know what he says? How about I get like 10 billion people to go along with me? But guess what, devil? Get your answer of God's people. You cannot have God's people because the enemy knows that he's going to hell to the lake of fire on his own. And it's like, you know what? If I'm going, I've got to drag some people with me. Because the devil is the person who doesn't like to go down alone. When he left heaven, guess what? He left heaven with the thought of all the angels in heaven. Because he never likes going down alone. When he, because he's so egocentric, he never wants his ego to be bashed. Right? And so even the moment he, left, he fell from heaven, he, went, he, left, he fell from heaven with the thought of heaven's angels. And so the moment he's falling from earth, now to the lake of fire. Guess what? He wants to live with also people of this world. Crazy. Because the enemy does not like going down alone. And so, if only you would listen. Listen, sorry. Like God said in the book of Isaiah. If only you would listen and get up from the dust. Now, moving forward, guys. I want to show you something. I know I'm almost done with my summer. I'm going to get out of here. So everybody can go eat your, your chickens, whatever it is they have prepared for Sunday. Or if you're very much like someone else, if you're just going to drink your Gary, don't worry. God is in charge of your finances. He's in charge of your provision also. The divine God, Jehovah Jehovah, has seen, has seen to all of your needs this week in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for every person who is suffering, who, who wished they, gave, they could give, but they were unable to give. Not because they did not want to give, but they didn't have anything to give. Guess what? God is attending to your needs right now as I'm speaking in the name of Jesus. Amen. This week is going to be a week of surprises for you. I'm declaring it in the name of Jesus and it will be so. The stars, men, people will favor you. Everything will align in your favor this week in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, now listen. Verse 10, 1 Samuel 1. Verse 10 says this. In our deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. But do you know one thing? I one, one crazy thing. I said this back in July when I preached decisions in dry places. God is a comforter. He's a perfect God. If you cry from till today till next year, God would always be your comforter. He would He would give you tissues. It would even, the Bible says, that, Bible says, I don't know, I still always forget the part of Psalms, I think it's Psalm 6 or Psalm 16, one of them, where it says that God saves all our tears in a jar to remember, to remember all of them. But guess what? God would not be able to, your, your tears will be of no good use if your tears have no prayers with them. With them. Like it says in Psalms 126, I believe, or 121, that those who go out weeping, sowing seeds. If you don't sow seeds, you're wasting tears, my dear. If you can listen, you can keep going up to God's presence every day. And do you know one thing I discover Christians do? Because I do it too. What we call prayer most of the time, it's only us spending time in God's presence complaining. 
And don't get me wrong, God, God is not like saying, don't tell me, God is like, okay, tell me, like he says, cast all your burdens on me, right? Tell me why you're frustrated. Tell me what is frustrating you. But if you stop at complaining, you would have nothing to show forth for it. And it would not be that God did not hear you. You would have no peace. Not because God had not promised you peace. But you were only complaining. There was no prayer. You were never asking. If you would learn to push through what you are feeling here and now. And still ask. Like, I say this like, I'm frustrated. Like, God, these people left me. God, these people play, they did me dirty. God, they did me dirty. Right? I didn't deserve this. God, Holy Spirit, please. These people did bad to me for all my good. So God, this is all my prayers. Pay them back in evil. Oh, no, no, definitely, definitely not. I don't, I don't pray that. I'm joking, but it would really slap if I pray that one of, prayer one of these days. Like, God should give everybody the slap that did me bad. Probably he would slap you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, so don't feel terrified, all right? But so in case you get a weird thing hits you tomorrow, don't say, Pastor Manu prayed it, and that's why God is slapping me. <laughs> but every time I feel pressure and stuff like that, some days ago, I was feeling bad about many things. Some things just were not working well for me. And so you know what I said? I don't remember exactly how I said the prayer, to be honest. But I said something like this. I said, God, I will not bow to this feeling right now. I know that you understand everything that I'm going through. You understand what, I, what it is that I'm feeling. But Father, I will not bow and I will not cave to this feeling. Father, I will not bow to this depression. Father, I will not give in to this thing. The reason is because I know that you are greater than this. So the enemy will not have my back to the ground. The enemy will not have my back to the ground. You have to say it under your breath. The enemy will not have my, my back to the ground. The, devil will, the enemy will not make me bite the dust. The enemy will not make me bite the dust in shame. The enemy will not make me bite the dust in, in depression. The enemy will not make me bite the dust in, 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 just, in just this utter guilt. The enemy will not make me bite the dust in frustration. My portion is higher. And so Hannah did what? She stood up and she went and prayed with tears in her eyes. Praying with tears in her eyes. Listen guys. This is the biggest word. This has been the biggest word of my spirit all through this week. And it's been this. I feel it's the, be the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Now that I think about it. Emmanuel, push through. You have got to push through. I know it's hard right now. But would you just push through? That verse says that weeping endures while weeping lasts for a night. But guess what? Joy comes in the morning. Weeping has a time frame. It lasts but one night. The Bible says joy comes, meaning it starts in the morning. This, is this sufficient or is the day of, sorry, it says this, it says in the day of evil. In the day, and then it says this, and then days of abundance. Days of abundance will follow. But it says that weeping lasts for a night. But joy, 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 oh sweet floor, that sweet fragrance of joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy starts in the morning. If I would only look up, child, if I would only look beyond what I'm feeling right now, if I would only look beyond the dust, if I would only look beyond the pain, if I would only look beyond the depression, if I would only look beyond the failure, if I would only look beyond, guess what? There is joy. Only if you decide to stand up. There's only, there's only joy. I mean, there's joy only for those who decide to stand up but I am listen let, let me just this, let it be let's be an exhortation and warning that if you keep sitting in the dust don't be surprised 
when you keep eating sand and keep feeling frustrated. Because if you only get up and look up and dare to believe again, you would have so much more than you could ever ask, think, or imagine happen to you. Amen now. Amen. And so, let me just close with this, right? So now, verse 11 of First Samuel says that then Hannah made a vow. She said, God, if you will give me my son, I promise to give him back to you. You know that level of faith where you're like, God, if you would only give me, guess what? I'm giving it back to you. God, if you would only bless me and enlarge my course like Jabez prayed, I'm giving you back everything. If you would only bless me and enlarge my course, I'm giving you everything. If you would bless me and ask for that which I'm praying for, I will give you back everything. My heart, my soul, my body will be yours. I will not be one of those Christians who pray for the miracle and when it comes, they disappear from church and from God. I will give everything that I have back to you. If you would make that vow, oh, it places an extra, it places extra priority in your prayers. Now, moving forward, verse, verse 12, verse 12. As she kept praying unto the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. I'll say it again, verse 12. As she, Hannah, kept praying to the Lord, kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. You know what I find to be very intriguing about this? I mean, if you are just grateful for, for, for punctuation marks, like what just every just literally just show me let it be a show of hands right now if you're grateful for punctuation marks like think about the world will look like without punctuation marks people will have died people would have lost their marriages like i am with that girl I, no i have chosen that girl the one you sent and then you and and, and then there's no command and they say i have chosen the girl that you sent and you, your wife automatically saying she cho you chose the girl above her like i'm not just grateful for punctuation marks like imagine what the world would look like without punctuation marks right Everybody's just going to be speaking non-stop, no pause, no stop. Everybody's just going to be speaking and you have no idea. Because there'll be so, so much ambiguity that this world can even, can even occupy or deal with. Chaos, right? But looking at this verse 12, it speaks to me so much because of the power of a comma. Everybody say comma. Comma. What does comma make you do? Pause. So we're going to pause at the first comma. If you're reading with me, come on, read. We're going to pause at the first comma. First time chapter 1 and verse 12. We're going to pause at the very first comma. Look what, it, look what it says. Are you ready? Let's read together, whatever version you're reading. Read it out loud. I know I'm not there with you right now. This is a live stream. But still, yell, yell, yell it loud back at me. So we're going to read together. Are you ready, everybody? First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 12. Read it together. Are, are, are we there? At the count of three. One, two, three. Everybody go. As she kept on praying to the Lord. Pause. Again. As she kept on praying to the Lord. Let's see one more time, everybody. As she kept on praying to the Lord. Ooh. We would have just brushed past that. As she kept on praying to the Lord. You know, you know what I find to be the biggest um, embarrassment to Christianity? It is those Christians who assume they only need it one time. Like I said last week, I don't ever think me praying for peace one time would cut it. Like, I, if I'd only pray, like, I, if I, listen, I pray for peace so many times that you even know. Like, I'm like, Holy Spirit, please. As I'm preaching right now, my part of me is like, God, please help me hold it together. God, please help me keep it together. Help me not to lose my stuff. Help me not to lose my shoe. Like, God, please help me keep this together. Like, I, I, I don't expect, I, you only, and you only said you pray for peace one time. I cannot pray for peace one time and expect it to last me all through 2023. Like, I even need, I pray for peace almost every five, five minutes. 
Like imagine you, okay, it's like saying this. And, and you know those Christians like I was discussing with, with someone who I really love so much just today. And we're talking about how um, the power of like people who say stuff like this, right? They, they only go to church once in a week or one time in a year. Like the only time you will see some people in church is on course overnight. And they expect the word the pastor preaches or says on course overnight to last them up until December 21st, 2023. Like how do you do that? How do you try to live without God? Oh, Pastor Man, I got a job. I'm so busy. Oh, really? It's like it's like this analogy a pastor one time gave, and he says like something like it's like saying, oh, all right, God, I'm gonna have a very hectic week. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take off, take all the breaths that I need for my week right now. I think in like I think like six hundred breaths should be enough. I'll take like six hundred breaths right now because I I will have no time to breathe in between the week in, in between the week. So let me start breathing. <sighs> And you breathe 600, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I won't breathe anymore. I, breath, I have enough breath in my system to last me. Really? Bro, you are going to die before you step out of your door. Because you need breath. The same way we need enough breath to live is the same way we need God to live. I cannot live without God. I don't care what you tell me. Someone, someone once said this, said this, someone said this recently and I read it and somewhere and said, any, any self-discovery that does not involve discovering God is never self-discovery. Anything you ever do that does not have God at the center of it is trash. I cannot leave, I cannot go two days without talking to God. Listen, I, I know this is gonna sound, and this is not because I'm pastor, but for real. If I go a morning and I have not prayed, I automatically feel like I lost my liver overnight. Like I just feel like my liver is not there. I've not prayed, I've not read my Bible. Oh my god, I lost my I lost my liver. Maybe you know those good doctors that come and just steal your liver and kidney, those organ sellers, they've come to I have my kidneys. I'm just there like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Oh my God, I feel... Like, that's because I have not read my Bible. Because really, I don't want to ever graduate to the point where I can, I can live hours without God. If that's, if that's a scale of faith, I don't pray to ever go there, get there. I don't pray to ever reach that point where I can live without God. Because that's not faith. That's atheism. <laughs> that is stupidity of the highest order. Because you can't live without the one who made you. Imagine, imagine this world without mechanics. Automobile engineers. Just imagine this world without it. Everybody will be on foot these days. Because you need, you, you would constantly need to oil your vehicle. Imagine your, your car without gas. It wouldn't move the same way. You see, any person you see and you think they are doing well and they, have, they don't have God in your life, they are only walking dead. They are dead on the inside and they are only empty carcasses because the wind is blowing whatever direction it chooses. Are you following me, everybody? And so we, you know, it says in verse 12 that Anna kept on praying. Even Anna learned to push through. It's hard, but I'm going to push through. I'm praying right now, and it feels like God is silent. But I'm pushing through the silence. There's a, there's a cloud, there's a mist around me of this darkness and depression. But I'm going to learn to push through it. I will not, I will not let the label of, I will not allow the circumstance label me. I will not allow this feeling be my new model. I will not allow this dictate how my life would go. Hannah pushed through. And kept on praying. Like a video I made one time. Keep on believing. Keep on praying don't stop because it is hard don't stop because you're mad as a matter of fact the moment you're mad is when you should pray when it's really when it's really frustrating is when you should start talking to god don't wait until everything is cool you think god is only a cute god that's only that only shows up like when everything is good oh you know yeah oh 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 oh, oh. like you think we think i think some churches have just painted god's for the, a santa claus where god's like hey, ho 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 good tidings i bring i hope you're happy if you're not happy i can't no jesus god is not like that God is the God of the brokenhearted. He's the God on the mountains as much as he's the God in the valley. And so if you cannot pursue God 
on the mountains if you if you pursue god only on the mountains and you don't pursue god in the valley then you're 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 only limiting your vision and experience of god because god is also god is a caregiver and is a comforter so seek god listen this is let me tell you this is one of my special words for you 2023 learn to seek god in the in-betweens don't, don't just see God when you have a record deal, record breaker. Oh, we had the most attendance that we've ever had. Let me tell you something, guys. In year 2022, when we had the most physical attendance that, we, that we've ever had in our church, I remember that Sunday I came home and I was so excited. I wrote it down, but I couldn't even process it. And like, it, it didn't really feel so special for me, to be honest. Because somehow in my, my faith had gotten so, 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 so tough that I'm able to see God through those seasons when it's hard. Like, I believe it was NF who said, yeah, I love NF so much. If you don't like him, that's screw you. Like, I don't care. Like, NF, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't say screw you, right? I know, but this is my church. I'm joking, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Um, but like, for real, NF said it one time, it says, if the dark, if the, it says the darkness makes us appreciate the light. It says something like, I don't know, I'm paraphrasing now. I'm so sorry, NF, I'm so sorry if I'm plagiarizing your song. Don't flag, don't flag my sermon. But for real, it is those dark seasons that help us appreciate the light. And so if we, if we don't learn to push through the darkness when it's still dark, we will die before it's done. If you don't learn to push your vision through the darkness while it is still dark, it will die before it is done. Bible says in Matthew 14 that while there was a storm, Bible says that Jesus came, walk, came walking on water. But guess what the disciples were doing? They were rowing even when it was hard. They were pushing even when it was storming. They never stopped believing because they were in the middle of the storm. They never gave up and said, this is what we die. You know what, Mobile, Jesus Christi. You know, and they just all like, or whatever we will be. No, 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 no. They said instead, we keep rowing. I hope that at some point, some miracle is going to happen. And guess what? There's always that near-done miracle. There's always that miracle that's going to come walking on waters. The same things that's giving you trouble, he's just going to come gliding on it. What is giving you problems, he's just going to come gliding. What, where you're striving, Christ is just going to come gliding. And it's just going to come into your situation like, boom, what do you need my help? Because it's always a done miracle. But if you allow the seed of your vision die in the night, ooh, if you allow your seed go under, if you allow the darkness determine your outcome, do not be surprised when you die before dawn. That should be a nice quote. I should probably tweet that. Probably tweet that, right? If you allow the darkness to determine your outcome, determine the outcome, right, of this, whatever it is that you're going through right now, don't be surprised when you die before dawn. So don't die before dawn. Everybody say, don't die before dawn. Don't die before dawn. I won't die. Don't die on my watch. Say, let's talk to someone. Text someone today. Text someone today. Just text someone today. Randomly. You don't, you don't have to give them contact. Just say, don't die on me. Don't die on me, please. You have to text someone this week and encourage them. Don't die on me, please. Don't let your vision die on me. Do not die on me, please. Do not die on me. Push through this season, my dear. Push through. Do not die. Imagine your mother saying, Oh, my, I'm about to give birth. I'm just going to die now because it's too hard. Oh, really? Then you'll never get to see the joy that God has put in your womb for nine months. But if you die because it is hard, you will never enjoy the victory that would have come out. And guess what? You might as well just lost the baby. Or lose the baby, I mean. Because you never got to see it come to pass. So don't die because it is hard. Push through when it's dark. Because at dawn, guess what? His mercies are new. Every morning, day after day. If you allow the guilt of what you did last night determine whether or not you receive God's blessings this morning or you might die before dawn, do not allow that guilt be so much on your shoulders. The enemy is going to try to speak to you, try to get you all society and stuff. And usually at night, have you noticed? The enemy tries to get, the enemy's his voice is loudest. So, I mean, societal thoughts are always, are always loud at night. Have you ever noticed? 
Why? Because the enemy knows that the moment it's done, God's mercies are new again. Day by day, once the, the cock goes kokuruku, oh, could you do whatever we come from the world? Then his mercies are new, his faithfulness are renewed, and his joy is replenished. And he knows that he does, and the enemy knows that the ahead is breakthrough, and just to keep you from the breakthrough by making you assume that all there is is all you see right now. Oh, I'm preaching a sermon. Like, y'all, y'all, is it okay if I just never preach again till like 2024? <laughs> like, y'all not, <laughs> yeah, y'all just gonna screw me. And start sending curse and hate messages and hate mails to me. But I don't wanna I don't want no hate mails, I just want blessing mails, right? I want, if you if this ministry has blessed you in 2020, I want to actually read testimonies, right? Stop being stingy. I was about to say stupid, but now it's like, no, let's not let's not go that far. Because it looks like I'm depressed. But I'm not. I'm on the edge. <laughs> Send me your testimonies. If you this bless this ministry has blessed you anyway. Because listen guys, some of the biggest blessings that I have, that biggest testimonies that I have for this year. Are just the people in my life that I that I know so dearly, who they ended this year or they are ending this year different from differently from how they started. There's so many people in my life, not, not, not so many people, just a few people that I think about right now as I think about it, and I'm so grateful for God because these people are ending the year better than they started. Oh my God! And it's just fills my heart with so much ecstasy and glee. Like oh my God, God really does do things in just six months. He does a lot in just a short time. Just a month of time. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Thank God. So if, if this ministry is blessed, you just let us know this week. How it's blessed you. Right, it doesn't matter. I'm not. I'm not saying give. I'm just asking you to give your off. Your. I'm not asking you to give your offers. I'm saying give testimonies. Amen. I will stingy with testimonies again. No, not the online church. Right, just riches. Right. Now back to my sermon. Back to my sermon. I, I end with this. I end with this. I know. I know. Emmanuel has already gone past the time. But y'all, it's a very great day. It's faith. Our faith offering Sunday. So you should understand if I exceed the minute time a little bit. But then it says this, verse 13, and this is where I end. And I was praying in my heart, and our lips were moving. But her voice was not heard. Even Eli thought she was drunk. Even the priest thought she was drunk. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. But guess what? She never stopped praying still. Listen, do not stop praying. Listen, I made the resolution in my heart to keep pushing even when nobody sees it. To keep on believing even when no one believes it with me. To keep on pushing through the darkness even when nobody, nobody believes there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You have to learn because the only way you can survive the night is when you're praying, y'all. If you only spend the night, because we do this, I do this so many times when I'm so frustrated and rather than pray, I'm on, I'm on apps just watching videos to escape what I'm feeling in the moment. And at the end of the day, I feel sadder than I was to begin with. Because the solution to hard nights is never watching videos and stuff. Watch sermons. Watch my, listen to my sermons. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we, we thank you for those who listen to our sermons. I saw somewhere, Spotify, I said we have like 1,000 plus um, um, minutes or something like that. We are making like 80, no, we are, we are making more than 80% of all, no, so we, sorry, our contents, contents makes up about 80% of people in our category. That's religion and spirituality in this, I think, in, I don't know if it's the entire world or just in our country. Thank you for every person who's listening. Amen. Super, God, good, sorry, good, God, yeah, yeah. But for real, at nights, it's hard. Listen to worship, listen to faith, pray through it. Don't stop because it's hard. It is only hard because guess what? There's a Samuel coming. And by the way, do you know what Shiloh is? Do you know what Shiloh means? Abundance, 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 abundance. Shiloh means abundance. It's an, yes, it's another word for abundance, right? And so there's abundance for you right now. Abundant peace. Everything you are have, you are asking God for, He has them in abundance. Everybody say this with me. Everything I'm asking God for. Everything I'm asking God for. He has them. He has them 
in abundance. Come and say it with me. Like, say it like you believe it. Everything I'm asking for, I'm asking for my father has got them in abundance. In abundance. In abundance. And so it's not whether or not my father has it. It's, if not, it's whether or not I'm receiving it. So everyone, right wherever you are, all over the world, I just want you to stand up right now on your feet and stretch your hands up to send your hands out to heaven. Heads closed, heads bowed. Just stretch your hands out to heaven. Oh Father God, we thank you. Father God, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice right now, as I'm speaking wherever they are in the world. We thank you, Father God, for every person who's had to push through difficult times in this year. They've had to push through so many heartbreaks. They've had to push through so many, you know, times that they were left in the cold, in the cold outside, and no one was there for them. They've had to push through, Father God. Sometimes we push through so much and it starts to feel depressing because like that scripture says, iron sharpens iron. And now it feels like they've only been, their iron has only been striking wood. And it feels like their faith is starting to diminish. Father, I'm praying for every person whose faith is diminishing right now. Who don't, they, they don't even have enough faith for 2023. Some people who don't even, know, they don't even believe God for anything in 2023. It's not, like they don't, they don't, it's not like they don't believe God does stuff, but they don't believe they can receive anything anymore. Father, I'm praying for each and every one of these persons right now. Because that's the lie of the enemy. That's the adversary. That's the penalizer. Who is penalizing them? Who is, who is the adversary? Is only accusing them. That's what the enemy does. That's his native language. He lies and he accuses them and has been speaking all these lies over them and to them. Father God, I'm coming against the voice of the adversary that's been speaking to these people right now. I command that their, their, their ears be, be silenced to those voices in the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak for every person who has lost faith, Father God, that you would cause a new burst of faith to rise on their inside. That they would dare to hope again. That they would live, they would live through the darkness. That they would live despite the darkness. That they will have this new confidence. That even if, if everywhere is dark, guess what? The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That they will move and push through the darkness. That they will not go down in the dark, but they will live through to the lights. Here's God's word for you. Don't go down in the dark. Live through to the light. Don't go down in the dark. Live through to the light. Thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for 2022. Time moves so fast, right? Don't know if you can feel God's presence, but time moves so fast. We were just like yesterday. Hey, Happy New Year, sending texts and posting weird videos and stuff. And guess what? We're already in December. Soon we're going to be saying the same thing. And same things, Father God. But I guess what's what's also on someone's heart is I realize that someone right now is going to be December next year, and they're going to realize that a year just went by and nothing new happened, nothing changed. And it's not because you had nothing new up your sleeves; it's just because they had not, they never had enough faith to receive it. And Father God, I'm praying, Father God, that you would heighten people's faith right now, that they would dare to believe again. Uh, you, I've been saying this, I've been praying this prayer for the past couple of weeks, but nobody's been noticed, nobody has noticed. But it is a prayer I feel so much connected with that you would dare to live again, that you would dare to believe again, because it is so easy to quiet to silent quit, to, to quietly resign. But I'm praying that you would dare to believe again, that you would dare to believe that it is my God who works within me, works inside of me to will and to do of his good pleasure. I will not die in the dungeon. There is all, oh, there is a palace in front of me there is beauty out of these ashes and this ashes is not all that i am the dust is not what i belong to i am a victor i am not a victim i will not bite the dust that's the devil that's the devil's job my job is to cross the devil's head my job is to cross the serpent's head i will not bow down to this feeling 
I will rise. So Father God, I pray now, I command now in the name of Jesus, receive this prophecy everybody. I command in the name of Jesus that every dead and gone hope, that he rises again now. That every every back that has been bent in shame, that he receives receive strength. That every spine that has that has been lost in all of the conundrum of this world, that he receives strength, receives new life, and he dares to rise again in faith. And that we believe and we tell ourselves and we tell our spiritual and body, our family and our friends that it is time to get up. That we will not remain in the dust. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May your name be praised. Father, we believe it right now. We believe it. Come on right now, confess with me. Say it is time to get up. It is time to get up. Oh my soul, it is time to get up. It is time to oh, my, get up. oh my family, it is time. Come on, come on, be specific. Oh my family, it is time to get up. Oh my health, oh my faith, it is time to get up. Oh my health, it is time to get up. Oh my academics, it is time to get up. Oh my finances, it is time to get up. Oh my oh my oh my oh my resources, it is time to get up. No more sitting in the dust. It is time to get up and rise and fly high and stay high and stand above. It is time to get up. I believe it. Come on, say it with me. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I become it. I believe it. I become it. Come on, say it this time around. I believe it. I become it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. The entrance of your word gives life and understanding to the simple. We've not come here to hear some complicated sermon that is so deep we have no understanding and context or categories for it, that we have no place to place it. Father God, we've come to hear something that I, I when I asked you for your word this week, I asked God, I said, God, because I discovered this week I've been praying for a mega word, a big word, you know, God, I want to end the, word, the year big with big sermons. But then at some point I just surrendered my heart and I said, God, give me a now word that someone needs. And the fact that the enemy is opposing this sermon right now tells me that someone needed it. The fact that the enemy is opposing, was oppo- opposed this sermon tells me that you needed this sermon. You needed this sermon. You needed God to remind you to live again, to dare to believe again, to hope again. And I pray that new faith, that, and there that, that, that just be this resurrection power that will touch every dry bones. Like it says in Ezekiel, God told the prophet, God asked the prophet, can these dry bones live again? I guess what he said, Lord, it is you who knows. And then God says, speak to this dry bones. Say, dry bones, come alive. And then I said, he said, I heard, I heard the rattling. It's the sound of many bones coming together. And many faith rising again. I hear rattling. I hear the sound of bones coming together. People whose life have been scattered and shattered this year. I feel their hope and their faith resuscitating. I feel the power of resurrection. The power that raised Christ from the dead. Quickening even your mortal bodies. Quickening even your faith. I feel new faith rising on your inside. And you, I feel new strength rising on your inside. And I feel new insight. I see new vision busting out. I see new hope. And I see this new peace on the horizon. I see this new life. I see this fresh health. I see this fresh you. I see this new you rising on the horizon. I see a new you. And I see a new you in 2023. And I see God doing so much great and mighty things. Immeasurably more than you could ever ask, think or imagine in the coming days. But guess what? If you die, if you stop believing here, you die here. But we won't stop here. We'll keep believing that our best days are still ahead of us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Come on, if you are grateful for God's word, I want you to give the Lord the biggest clap you've ever given in 2022. The biggest scream. Give God the loudest that you have ever in 2022. Hey there. We wanted to come here and say thank you for working with us, giving and believing in this ministry in 2022. We trust that with faith, 2023 is going to be the best year of our lives yet.
We trust and believe God for what is yet to come. Thank you for 2022. See you in 2023.